Good afternoon, beautiful people. I'm keeping all my content free of charge so there's complete transparency so everyone can get the benefit of all the information. This is a completely independent podcast, but any monetary support is greatly appreciated. Click the support this podcast link at the end of the episode description for more details. Now back to the show. And you say you and Casey also have a radio show. We do. We do. Nine. Is that an AM FM? It's you FM. Know? It's FM. FM? Mm-hmm. Yep, oh, wow. Morning. And what's it again? <laughs> FM what? It's 99.9 uh, Whoop FM. You can listen to it online. Um, Whoop FM, Cleveland, Tennessee. Um, and it is, I will say, a reactionary station. It is owned by the pioneer of the Paycheck Loan Advance. Uh, really? Yes. And he is. He eats with Donald Trump. He like goes out to eat with Donald Trump. Okay. Like Alan Jones. Um, oh, God. And What's we, the chances of that happening? <laughs> well, uh, somebody was asking somebody else at the bar we play at. Uh, they wanted to host, and that person was saying, "Well, I work in the mornings." And so I was like, "I'd love to host." And they didn't know who they didn't know, you know, that I was an activist and all this different stuff. And so like, oh, "Okay, okay, cool." And so then I sat down, held my tongue, was in a couple of their shows, uh, and then they asked, they they let me do a morning show, you know. And we've been playing, you know, leftist music. We've been saying leftist stuff, and they haven't really yet. Yeah. <laughs> wow, good for you. Good. That's that's good to see. Um, it, but that kind of goes into um, some stuff I've, I've sort of dealt with this last three years. This has been a very um, tumultuous uh, period in our history, uh, even just from a sensibility standpoint, not even a violent standpoint necessarily, but just um, with the emotional grasp that um, the sensationalized media and the fake news and everything has gotten, you know, just going from everything, it seems like everything is six, every six months, there's some catastrophic event that's happening. And, and regardless of how real it may seem, the reaction to the event is just so um, exponential and immense. And I, I've never seen anything like this. It seems like it's just getting worse and worse with once a news story gets out, it just becomes that much more magnified. And I don't know if that's going to stop, but I was wanting to go to um, the point of this censorship campaign that's going on right now. And um, even, and people on the right that I um, follow, not just my leftist outlets, a lot of those people are censored too simply because they're anti-establishment and it's not matching up with the corporate narratives. Um, It sounds like a lot of the stuff that we've been describing is completely mischaracterized by the time it reaches the power brokers with the information. And so I wanted to kind of get your view on um, how do we stay on message with um, presenting communism, socialism as positives. But when you talk to people who aren't as educated about these ideas, they seem to be very negative towards those ideas because of what they've heard from other people. Oh, definitely. 100%. And I think that, um, okay, so let's uh, to, to, to kind of go, um, I, I know there was a lot. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I just, I, I think I have. I know it's great. I, I think the first, um, the first thing you said was about how the media, um, has just it blows things up so quickly. I think that's happened since about you know since probably the O.J. Simpson trial. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of realized how much money they could make by pushing out a narrative that people will 
but it'll be controversial and that, that people will debate about. They don't want to say like man saves kitten from trees because because <laughs> nobody's going to argue with that. You know what I mean? Like you know, say nobody's going to comment on that because there's nothing to argue about. Like um, it, it, they they want they want a story that they can get people to argue about, you know, and they want to phrase it in the way that will make it to where woman side has to feel like they're doing the that has to kind of like backpedal or 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 really express you know they want the comments they want that the views they want the and that's and the way to do that is to you know share it in the most controversial way and of course they want to divide the working class of course of course of course mm -hmm. and, and and so to go to your next point how do we uh, so uh, to, to a certain extent how do we kind of combat the narrative that they're going to put out you know what i mean about us and um uh, well it, it the, the very same thing that's created the situation with the social media is 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 in a way also uh, we sort of seized the means of it too. They wouldn't have had, they would never have talked about Black Lives Matter the way they did if we weren't if I don't think if if it wasn't for the fact that they had to because social media was you know mm -hmm. um, they may have just you know and and because they didn't really they talked about Occupy a little bit but you know um, it was you know I think that I think that part of it is you know just be you know just continuing to to be out on social media because a lot of people get to it that way they, they do they really do like start to change their minds when they start to see things so I think that's part of it although there's just as much on the other side and, and probably more because they can pay for bots and stuff um so mm -hmm. i think the other way is to kind of it's to kind of talk about these things from a perspective of a democratic republic um because they're what it's supposed to be you know and, and and maybe not using certain language, maybe saying instead of capitalism, saying extra ownership of production, you know, and and mm. if you could if you, maybe we say it like that, just things like that that can kind of doing uh you know that can kind of get past all the Pavlovian response laden uh, landmines, you know, that are just so easily so much planted in people's minds. Um, I think that if I think that, but I don't think that's like I think that also just sharing actual facts of the material circumstances in comparison with the material circumstances elsewhere. Um, just that alone has blown my mind over and over again, finding out things about countries that I thought were like despots that, that actually are running better than what we are. Uh, I think there's a lot of people. Um, I mean, speaking of censorship, I mean, Trump, the, Fox News wouldn't play Trump when he talked about foreign policy. You know what I mean? I like they, they, and because his foreign policy, he 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 was talking shit about Hillary Clinton and how she had murdered Gaddafi and what they. Oh done yeah, Libya. definitely yeah. And that's so true. And when Joe Biden said, and like when Joe Biden said, you know, you got children in cages, he said, well, who built those two cages? Exactly. Joe? And that's not that's not a bad point, you know. And um and as much as I don't like the guy, uh, you know that there were there were certain things that he got away with saying because he's a New York billionaire and, he, mm -hmm. and New York billionaires is who all the people listen to, you know. The, exactly. So, so uh, I think there is this like space for people. I think that we can also look at examples of like okay, in the peasants in 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 uh, in in, uh, in Russia, uh, Stalin had this thing called free capitalism, mm -hmm. which is where. They didn't have landlords, but they they could basically buy and sell and trade their food with a market to the city because he felt like that would benefit them. They would get they would be able to buy better tractors, better you know better things like that, and that that would benefit the entire country. So I think we can also kind of say like uh, you know things that just blow people's mind, like that engineers are paid more than everybody else in in the in the Soviet uh, economy, for instance. That 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 
because people think that everybody's paid the exact same, mm-hmm. but, you know, and then there's just all these myths, myths that if we can, if we can do in tandem demystifying when we ha- need to, and then also rewording when we need to, just depending on the situation, you know, like if I'm doing a civics class here locally for um, some of the underserved community, um, I'm probably not going to use the word communism, socialism, um, anarchism, capitalism right away. I'm going to talk about it on a, like a, on like a, who does the work, who produces the work, like on a very, very like material basis. So because that's where ideology should be formed from is from the material circumstances of the actual place that you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and I feel like if by, through doing that, through pointing out the material realities of the situation, that you'll come to the same conclusions because uh, I feel like these conclusions are, you know, they're pretty self-evident once, uh, once looked at, you know, deeply enough. Do you think that the whole, the misconceptions of these ideologies and, and some in practice, do you think that some of that is from overexposure? The reason why I say that is because I think, for instance, you mentioned the working class. And I like to put my I like to put my attention towards that because I feel like a lot like 80 percent of my friends are like liberals. I mean, I love them to death, but I mean, just straight up like shit live type stuff just all the, the time. Uh, it's like they have Black Lives Matters banners and LGBTQIA banners. It's like they're on point 90 percent about black people and trans people and gay people, intersex people. But the shit that they do is like completely like right-wing bourgeois bullshit capitalism like it always is i mean the suit and tie class i mean it's always like like even these these are the most well-intended people professionals you know they they have all these careers and stuff but the working class specifically the people that i want to target and, and talk about i feel like regardless of ideology a lot of those people don't understand those terminologies and so they will be more likely to join a revolution eventually. Like a lot of the, that's why I try to be careful and navigate because I feel like a lot of people who are Trumpers, a lot of those people could be revolutionary if you if you explain it to them in a different way. Because honestly, a lot of the way they live, some of these people are very communal as it is. I'm saying mm-hmm. to myself, your economic like mindset is obviously already in gear with <laughs> what we're already proposing. Is it just a wordage? Is that what throws them off? Is it just the, the way you say the word? Because if you put that shit on Fox News or whatever, they just lose their minds when you say socialism, communism. It's like someone's just like attacking their whole family. It's funny because, yeah, because <laughs> uh, like Tucker Carlson will say some stuff mm-hmm. that's like, that's like, Marxist sometimes (laughs) and and then I'm just like what did he just say but then he'll follow it up with some like stuff that makes me realize that if he is of that bent he's a nuts ball he's a national Bolshevik he's a uh, um, Mm -hmm. Strasserist a um, you know uh, and then for those who maybe not uh, familiar with those terms there are groups of people who existed in history who were for working rights who wanted workers' rights, but also wanted ethno states, and um, and uh, and so those folks are, you know, and the, or traditionalist religious uh, theocracy sort of feels, you know, um, so the Russian Orthodox Church uh, it oftentimes 
um, a lot of folks that they kind of have a national Bolshevik ideology wherein mm. they'll, they, they, they want good things for workers, but they'll also be very anti-gay marriage, anti-trans, anti-feminism, you know. Um, mm, uh, interesting. And, yeah. So, so, so there are, there is, there is some, so, so it's like, uh, we got to be careful, I guess, in some ways we got to be able to, you know, um, we, we want, you know, these things for everyone. And there are a lot of different ideologies that are niche. And I think that a lot of this stuff has to do with exposure to the people in the community. So like, if you, if, uh, if you have, if this is hard because my trans friends aren't going to want to hang out with my reactionary friends. You know what I mean? Because they're not feel mm-hmm. safe around them. Understandably right. so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and having these conversations, but, but if we don't have these conversations with those reactionary people, they're, then they're only going to have those uh, perceptions. Yeah. And so it's, so it's, it's, that's a hard one. You know what I mean? As a non-binary person who presents masculine, you know what I mean? As a, a you mm-hmm. know, um, and this is, this is, this is, this comes down to identity and it's hard. Identity politics are a hard one because, because, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, Jewish, uh, Cherokee, uh, Irish and Italian. There was a time and place when none of those things were considered white, but I am definitely white because I'm white presenting, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and so, um, and so, there are people, there are folks, just like ah, uh, so they're, they're okay, just like with um, with people who have class conscious but have maybe free time to not be coerced into labor, you know. Mm. Um, Lenin said they were professional revolutionaries. So I guess if we have the the privilege of being able to go into those spaces without danger, and the consciousness to understand these issues, it is our responsibility to mm-hmm. go to those folks and try our best to not just insult them and 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 to 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 try and like really wrestle in this in the way of like roddy piper in that movie they live you know um with these folks and, and just especially if they're already our friends you know to go hey no no like really check this out like and, and to really to educate ourselves to the point where we can have these kind of conversations that's a super important part of, of i think the responsibility of uh someone on the left who wants to change the thing is not just to but it's not the responsibility necessarily of the most marginalized because they could that could be putting themselves in danger in doing so. You know, if they, if they're not, then the, and the, 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 then they would be then that that would be the best because then you can make friends with somebody and and then that friendship that that communality will create I think the understanding much much quicker. Well, the reason why I made that comment and from my vantage point, you and I I guess it's safe to say that we're clearly outside of this matrix, this right-wing matrix shit, which includes the liberals, Democrats. I feel like the the country is so far to the right that people who are on the actual left can't even have ideas that become mainstream Mm. because they've completely shifted the narratives all the way. It's just getting more and more right. Like the person in office now who, I mean, I can't, I mean, to me, he's, he's a bigger problem than Trump was, but, he is like those kind of people who can have the privilege of getting support from pretty um, conscious, progressive minded people, but they get votes. They give votes to a person like Joe Biden. I'm saying to myself, this way ideologically to the right of us that, mm-hmm. that, that we could ever be. But I don't think of people, I don't think people on the outside see what within the inside, I don't think that they can see that variance. Uh, politically and even within the group of the quote-unquote far left there's a lot of variance between those people oh, because yeah. i i could only imagine the people that you've associated with over the years 
they would have some serious disagreements with you about strategy and just ideology in general towards the electoral system based on that conversation. Would you agree with that assessment? Oh yeah. 1000% uh, on both, on both accounts. I think that um, uh, for the first, for the first thing um, with, with liberals, I think that showing them that, you know, Biden has drill open drilling more than Trump did that he started that Obama and he, and he started more wars than Trump did um, that he's deported more people than than Trump than Trump did. Um, that, that, that these kind of things uh, will show them like, well, if you don't like these things, you know, about Trump, mm. which understandably so, uh, then why do you like these things about this candidate? Now, at the very same time, we do have to figure out some sort of way of because it is like when you go to the ballot box, you know, one day out of 364 days. There's only two choices, you know what I mean? You can I like the way you party. put that. <laughs> One <laughs> out of 364 days. You're, which which fucks me up, too, because the work that you do, and it's like these motherfuckers go in one day and push a fucking button, a misinformed decision, and it's like, you better fucking vote. You better vote. And I'm saying, let's say, fuck you, you know? It's like, how are you going to be that fucking, like, I guess, privileged and, like, have that much animosity towards a person who is skeptical about the voting process or don't want to vote in this bullshit charade anyway. That's Western individualism, I think, to a certain extent. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's just a thing of like, I did this thing, so I now identify with this thing. So now you must do this thing or we can't codify our relationship. Mm. Oh, gosh, that it makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, we got we to gotta, we gotta meet the people's needs better than the current model. 100%. And when we when we do that, then the people will go to, to the thing that helps them the most, you know, you know, in the same sense that they think that's the best they can do. You know, I mean, I think that's that's that it's, it's hard one because it's uh it's it's some folks just their interests aren't the same as other people's. You know what I mean? So they think that may, maybe their needs are being met by the current administration and they don't really. You know, in some way or another, you know, and, and I don't know, it just depends on the person, it depends on what their class interests are, you know, a hundred percent. Yeah, the see, but see, that's the thing, and that's why I told you off camera about where well, it's on camera now that the academic sort of um dilemma. I mean, I'm at a crossroads. Like, yes, I want to teach. A lot of my students are friends with me on social media, so um they know that I kind of deal with you know political stuff and talk to people politically about stuff, and they know that it doesn't necessarily match up with what the academy wants or likes, and I just don't see those people in the academy to me, which represents the same hierarchy that we're trying to, I guess, um, shift, dismantle, a combination of the two. I don't know exactly, you know, what direction that that's going in. But I feel like the the, the education the education class is a part of that same system, and so we're speaking to individuals who are not in the same social class as some of the people that we really need to sort of rise up and. Um, so why would those people have the interest of the working class when they feel like they've graduated from the sea? And I mean, that's, and that, and that, and that, yes, 100%. I'll, I can give you a really uh, a direct example from what happened in my situation. And I don't, okay. And when I say this, you know, and I'm sure that, you know, you have friends amongst those, those folks and I have friends amongst these folks too. So I'm not trying to say anything about anybody individually here. Mm -hmm. um, but um, there was a group that I was working with, I was doing security for, that was a liberal group, 
Uh, I just won't say any names too much just to kind of not, mm-hmm. you know, throw anybody to the bus because I think these are good people. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, essentially what was happening was uh, there was a there was a, a Confederate monument and we were all, we were standing across the street from it and uh, and we would hold signs. We'd have moments of silence. We'd take knees. We would speak. We'd do speaks. We would have we have songs playing and stuff like that. But we pretty much ignored the people over there in the middle. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. not in the middle, but obviously to the far right. But uh, in this in this particular situation, <laughs> to, to in the middle of the street uh, where the Confederate monument is, it's in it's in the middle of a uh, median, and uh, they were all standing at that. And uh, for about you know uh, three months, we stood out there and uh, I had security, and I was listening to the leadership and and just kind of doing security. But as soon as the leadership said they weren't going to be doing anymore, I got like uh, 15 or 16 um, Marxist, anarchist, radicals from uh, from the nearby area to come down. And we told them we were going to be there at six. We showed up at three. We took the statue. We stayed there and uh, we just stayed at the statue. And when they came up, we talked to them about working class politics, the invention of whiteness. Like, all Who are you talking things. to again? The Confederate supporters. Okay. And so we actually sat there and we talked to them. This made front page paper in the local news and it was positive. Oh, wow. Anarchist Marxist news. Like we got to, they, they published exactly what we, uh, when they interviewed us, they, we had a guy in the, in the paper who's just a, who's just a really good guy. And he was willing to like talk to us. And I, I, I didn't say my name because I didn't, didn't want it to be about me or anything, but I like, I made it, uh, we did, we talked about the Black Panther Party. We talked about like all these different powerful movements that existed in the South and the Appalachians should not be just known as a five-year traitor racist war. You know what I mean? Because there's so much powerful leftist movements uh, that existed from like, you know, Nat Turner, John Brown, Harriet Tubman to mm-hmm. MLK, uh, the, to the, the Blatt Blair Mountain, to the, you know, Moonshine even, like all this different stuff like that was, that was like, that shows that we have a history of, you know, more than just racism, that we're not just a place. I think that's what the liberals have done a lot is to, they, they, they abandoned the South. They've abandoned us. Mm-hmm. And, 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 uh, and so we have to develop some sort of organized worker situation um, uh, here, uh, whether that be a party or whatever, um, that, that actually will educate popular education, you know, is a super front first thing, you know, I think we got to do. We got, and I think looking at the past models of what worked in situations that work somewhat close to um, and seeing what they did from where we are um is 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 a good is a good way of kind of and then rewriting that in our own words you know mm-hmm. um and then giving that to people um in the quickest kind of uh, doses possible to kind of if you just plant the seed a little bit you know the the mind the 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 next time they see that situation happen they'll look at it under different auspices even if they don't immediately agree mm-hmm. but the, you know and i think that that it's a slow process um and that's kind of where you know with 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 the anarchism and I, I will say this is a similarity to the democrats stuff like that it's like if the thing voting is immediately available and it's something you can do and mm-hmm. it's something that has at least some small modicum of influence mm-hmm. in some way or another although very very little then le- and less and less you know as we can see with the with the Roe versus Wade decision um that the democrats didn't seem to do anything about um mm-hmm. in that same situation um, I, I feel like a, a lot of our, our, our my anarchist comrades and my friends, uh, they they see anything that is done, and they say, they don't say, oh, we did a good job on getting that thing done. They say, oh, that thing wasn't enough, and it oh, wasn't. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and of course it wasn't. But in that same vein, they don't 
suggest, they can't suggest by their very ideology that we would seize power um, in a way that has worked historically. Like they can't say that because in that very moment, they're saying, in their view, we have to take authority here. We have to, you know what I mean? And so I think that that st takes, t takes a, uh, a stifles or slows down the process that could happen because we don't want to be seen as the bad guys uh, mm -hmm. taking authority. And, 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 and understandably so because of the propaganda that's been spread so much mm -hmm. so that – you know, and and then also there's so much anti-government propaganda, which is which is important. And I, when I say government, I mean as as an entity, not as the U.S. government. There's so right. much like that 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 government is seen as a, such a bad word. And I and for years I was I was I was that I was that same thing. But government's just a gun. You know what I mean? It, it depends on who. Exactly, it. exactly. That's I love the way you put that. Government is a gun, and it it depends who's operating it. It has nothing to do with the gun itself, and. Yeah. That's so sort of going into that, um, that metaphor, and then I'll segue a little bit into the 2018 article again before we conclude. What's this deal about gun, this obsession with guns from um, the liberal and conservative class, this group of people who, um, it seems like they condemn people who even have guns. Like, I used to be one of these type of people, like, I never owned a gun, I've never shot a gun. But it's one of those things where I had a negative view towards people who even had guns. Um, how do we uh, change those perceptions as, as far as um, how a gun is not necessarily a negative thing when it comes to these sort of matters that we're talking about? So that's a really good question. I think um, I think we got okay. So if I'm talking to so you know I'm actually so I'm very much for background checks and more steps in between it should be just as hard to get a gun as it is to get a driver's license like it should gotcha. be as, it should be at least as hard to get a gun as it is to get an abortion you know what i'm saying like these things mm -hmm. that should be like th there should be some steps there should be some like you know what i mean like there you know but that being said i do think that culturally <laughs> it, it depends like the culture surrounding a gun you know what i mean the culture surrounding guns the culture surrounding everything everything uh so I, I, to my liberal friends, I will say, who 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 are for like gun abolition, like total gun. Oh uh, wow, really? Know. Well, for, for people who are who want. Who, okay. who, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying there are folks, but for people who are for total gun um, prohibition. Okay. Um, for people who are that, I would say, who do you think they're going to take the guns from first? Who mm -hmm. do the police always policed? Um, mm -hmm. who, you know, and so. Once you answer that question, do you really want to disarm people who are already at the end of the gun of the government, you know, of the of the, mm -hmm. of the police? Um, to my conservative friends who don't want any sort of checks whatsoever, when's the last time we in the United States, you know, of where a well-organized group of people used guns for a positive anti-tyrannical purpose? Um, <laughs> so, like they're shooting kids. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that's that's what's happening. And so we, so I think that there, this is a, this is a, this is an issue. And, and Vietnam, Afghanistan, Iraq, to a certain extent, um, we can see that a larger military force was unable to stop a smaller, less armed 
force because for a lot of reasons, you know? So if, if the, if the thing in your head is we don't need guns because they have tanks, well, you know, it's not like historically that hasn't, you know, uh, hasn't, has, has necessarily been an end game for conflicts. Um, now if you're, if you think that we need to do it peacefully and you think that that's, that's, and we should never have any sort of violence to combat this situation, then, you know, I, I, feel you in my heart like i feel you you know that 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 would be wonderful and that would be what everyone would want that has historically never worked um and the violence is already already always going on you know 100 like, percent. Uh, yeah and so and so it's not like we would be starting the violence we would be attempting to stop it um, that's it but see that's the thing that bothers me is it always tends to come up with the like when the, the mass shooting involving kids schools legislation for doing something in schools versus legislation for doing something uh in neighborhoods uh is is just much 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 more tricky mm. even if you're not even talking about an ideological perspective it's just a, it's a much more difficult situation and i think that mm -hmm. um because you know i mean of course it's like closed off areas where children are right they want to make the schools mm -hmm. more like prisons because they already got the school prison pipeline these are the same people who build these things oftentimes and stuff like that so they, they already have ideas for that i don't mm -hmm. think they have ideas for what to do um because they benefit off of the situation um in, in a certain way they benefit off of saying that, that you know uh, of anytime somebody talks about Black Lives Matter, they get to go to Chicago or whatever the fuck, you know? Mm -hmm. They benefit off of this situation. They don't really care to change it. Of course um, not. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I think that's that's probably part of that reason. And 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 again, it's just from any ideological perspective, it is a tough situation to say, like, you know, and, and the, the real answer is we have to end poverty, we have to end desperation, we have to end these situations. But of course, that's never going to it's like it's like they're never gonna say neoliberalism on msnbc or fox news because once they say that the kayfabe is broken <laughs> you know what i mean no you get that shit you get that wrestling terminology in there, <laughs> no this it's a fucking show and i i wish people could see that um show for what it is i mean i mean just like the way organized sports are i mean this shit is very wwe like especially with whenever money's involved, I mean, the gambling is bigger than ever now with the fan duels and the uh, DraftKings and everybody else. And so, I mean, that shit's rigged, you know, just like professional wrestling and the political game is rigged just like professional wrestling. Yeah, and I, I think oh, just, to, just to kind of speak on that a little bit, like it was very interesting to me and i don't know i, I don't want to i don't this is this is going conspiratorial here no, you keep going <laughs> right after katrina the new orleans saints go to the super bowl <laughs> then elon eli manning versus peyton manning both from new orleans yeah, and so, well, <laughs> what's and, the chances of that well and, and just and the fact that two brothers make it and it's like it's like these are things are just like Oh, wow. like, even as somebody who's not interested in football, I'm like, oh, I want to see these guys who came out of like a mm -hmm. really shitty situation win. Oh, I want to see these two brothers go at it. You know, it's it's a it does feel like there's now that being said, you can build storylines out of, you know, I mean, like the, the, real real life does have these kind of peaks and valleys and stuff like that. I mean, obviously, and it's, it's interesting, you know, so I can't say that 100 percent these things were 
set up that way. But when you talk about like Moneyball, that movie with you know whatever, mm-hmm. like and you got the funding and stuff like that, and it's like and you're you know th- then it's not too far. But why the Yankees win a million games in a row here, million you know a million seasons in a row? Um, why are they always why were they always there for so long? It's because they were the most well-funded team, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it all ties together for sure, for sure. As, have you read this article since it was published? This um, twenty eighteen article that they wrote about you, um, the outline. I have, I have. The title, like the very first part of it, like I don't have it pulled up here, but they refer to you with the wrong pronoun. First of all, mm-hmm. like that was like the first answer. I was like, what the fuck is like? You have they in all the article, and then you fucking use he in the in the very beginning. And I mean, and like I said, I'm not saying that person's not a good writer, but it's just the tone of it was really interesting. They almost made it. They almost threw you in the same mold as AOC and Rashida Tlaib. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, so, but, so they're already. Um, so the mainstream media, I don't know if this is mainstream or not, but a lot of print media that's um, loyal to mainstream media sensibilities they like to already present people like AOC and Rashida Tlaib as far left anyway, which is complete bullshit. Yeah. But they present them as far left. And so when it's Jay Carrico, he's far, far, far left, or they far, 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 far left. They make you seem like you're just absolutely just out of this world left. Is that kind of how you read the tone of this article about you? Uh, it did seem like this was a. Um, I'm thinking, trying to think of the word. It's like a sideshow. It's like. Um, <laughs> it, it's. Uh, it, it, I, d- I definitely, I definitely feel like that guy was cool. He like was with us in the sh- in the in the demonstration w- that we went to a year after Charlottesville, where we went to D.C. And this is an interesting thing. We had three thousand Black Bloc Antifa out that day mm. in Washington D.C. And no media coverage about that. Of course we not. <laughs> we didn't shit on the walls of the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, as a matter of fact, they the cops revved their engines at us before deploying tear gas. We had to run through a construction site, through a restaurant. And to be fair to this guy, he did that with us. So like, that's awesome. he like okay, that's cool. You know. So now mm-hmm. that being said, yes, I do think that this was kind of an oddity piece. This is kind of like a. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's the Vice News sort of like, sort of like, uh, here's this really interesting thing, but we are saying it's like very odd. You know what I mean? And illegitimate, um, like a lot of the words they use, they use the Anti-Defamation League commentators saying that, how can you take this anarchist seriously? Yeah. How can you take this campaign seriously? So they're already kind of throwing you, like limiting your scope as it is within well, their eyes. And I would say the same thing happened, honestly, on a very anarchist podcast that I was uh, that I was mentioned on. Uh, oh wow! Think. Yeah, so crime what's think, it called? Crime Think podcast, the ex worker. Uh, they oh, haven't done okay. it about a year, and I love their podcast. Let me say that too. I love Crime Think. I think they're freaking awesome. But they did say something that was kind of like threw me off a little bit. They said if this person is trying to seek political power, then that's not good, basically, because um, mm. they're anarchist. But if they're trying to start a campaign that moves the thoughts out and builds towards organizational power, like organizational stuff, then that's good. And it was just weird because I had been in contact with them and they didn't ask me if I was trying to do the, the former or the latter. And I was clearly trying to do the latter. And it felt weird that they like, they, 
they just they kind of you know left it up in the air as to which mm-hmm. one I was trying to do. And now as a Marxist, a Leninist, I'm actually you know, um, Lenin talks about being you know joining. Yeah, you should join reactionary trade unions. If if there's a trade union that's not like con- like it's not really leftist, you should still join and try and make it that. Uh, if if you if you are if 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 you're part of a bourgeois, there's a bourgeois party. Yeah, like try and put yourself in there. It's like it's like it's like if you own property, rent control, and don't make people pay exorbitant amount. If they have to pay thirteen hundred dollars and you can afford for them to pay six hundred, uh, you know, then 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 only make them pay that and give them a rebate if you can. Once you know, once all the stuff for like, if anything goes wrong, is taken care of. You know, because if somebody else gets a hold of that. They're going to up the rent. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. if you can put yourself in a position of power and hold to your ethics, well, then by all means, Thomas Sankara talks about this. If you're a millionaire, you can still be a socialist as long as you use your money for socialist purposes, as long as you got your money like through like whatever. You know, you might be a, a rock star or a, music, or a celebrity or a musician or something like that who just happened to make a bunch of money or, or an engineer or something like that. Who just happened to, you know, but as long as you, you use your stuff for socialist purposes, well, then you can still be a socialist if you're trying to help the working class. You know, it's not about how much money you have; it's about what you do with it and how and how you uh, how you got it. You know. But do you see that? But what you just said then is interesting because you see the correlation between. And I have a serious problem with celeb culture. Oh yeah, celeb culture because those people you're describing, and they always use. They love to use these demographics. That's what I hate about neoliberalism as a whole. Is this virtue signaling, symbolism, bullshit? where they will use people who did grow up in the projects, but they become super capitalist and then everything is just about capitalistic endeavors. They're these big ass music people. They don't have anything to do with the working class anymore. You kidding me? But they, but just because they're black or trans or LGBTQ or anything that's symbolic, they automatically want to link them to, to the working class, but they're not, part of that class anymore because they're not demonstrating anything they're not demonstrating any organizational presence to help those people um they're only helping the elite at that one thousand percent and i think there are exceptions but the rule what you're saying is very true um i think killer mike might be an exception i think that oh uh, he's taking a lot of shit lately (laughs) yeah yeah i think i think that his heart's in the right place though i think that um Mm -hmm. another exception by robin williams who actually funded anti-fascist movements and stuff like that uh robin williams yeah robin williams yeah oh my gosh i did not know that yeah 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 so so there there are exceptions and i think uh so to speak to celebrity culture you know and like i don't want to get too laconian or anything but you know this is the people without the desire the people without the anxiety the people who who have everything and they don't but they have mm-hmm. to put on the show that they do and so do we on instagram or whatever you know uh, if you want to be a uh not a thought leader per se but like a social influencer or whatever here's here's where linen uh linen is, is I, I think this reminds me a little bit of linen linen said there are people who have class consciousness who don't have um who aren't coerced into labor they're not necessarily proletariat but they use their time to and that and that privilege to try and build towards revolution you know mm-hmm. and uh so you know the proof is in the pudding you know the praxis is where it's at you know that's uh i think that that's you know so let's say in china there's billionaires right um uh and and but they but those folks have to know that if they stockhold food 
from people, they will get executed. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like 13, 13 billionaires were executed, 17 were murdered, and 16 killed themselves last year because of the, wow. the, 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 the baby formula situation. They were stuck holding baby oh formula. Oh, my gosh. And so, like, what did our country do whenever the Bhopal incident happened? Find them in days worth of profits? You know, what did we do? We, mm -hmm. we got a slap on the wrist, you know? Um, that that just being that, – that's kind of neither here nor there to a certain extent. But another, but, but it, it, in, in some countries, the workers have cheerleaders or the workers have, like, places where they can – if they're the one of the best workers, they'll be out doing cool tricks with, like, throwing sandbags up a, 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 a level while they're building the house or whatever. These really cool things, and they're kind of celebritized in a certain way. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. the celebrities might go to each – individual school on a on a on a on a regular basis and teach kids you know after school care programs and stuff i really i also really enjoyed this conversation i thought it was awesome thank you so much for having thank me on. you it was an this, honor. that makes me feel good yeah and um it's all about education and i feel like this is a contribution outside of academia sort of the brick wall um only talk to the elite the expert sort of mentality i want to talk to everyday people um, and experts. I don't want to box myself into just talking to those kind of people, especially about issues that affect um, the poor people and the working people, everyone else. I saw your episode with Constance, um, you know, and I thought that, that was excellent. Uh, really. Um, oh, wow. You, was... You've been following me. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. and I wanted to say one more thing. I thought of a caveat that just real quick. Um, Anything that a professional revolutionary or any of these folks do, because their life is different than the life of the people that they're trying to help in a certain way, at least materially, you know, um, we have to do mass line, like the importance of demographic surveys and, and going to the people, listening and finding out what they need and then putting that out to the to the rest of the people. Um, that is of extreme importance. I, I would be mm -hmm. I think I'd feel remiss if I hadn't said something about that. Well, Jay, I totally appreciate you. We will definitely keep in touch. Um, I've been following you ever since um, on um, social media. There were some exchanges we had on that. I definitely want to talk about, but we can, like I said, the next time we're going to keep in touch and um, keep doing the great work that you do. And um, much love to you and your family as well. Thank you so much. Solidarity. Thank much you. Love.